home of Super Bowl 58 between the 49ers and the Chiefs. This is KPIX CBS News Bay Area. Good evening, I'm Devin Feely. These are tonight's primetime headlines. The Department of Justice says no charges will be filed against President Biden despite finding that he retained and mishandled classified material when he was a private citizen. The documents were found in an office and a garage at Biden's Delaware home after his time as vice president. A scathing special counsel report still concluded that charges were unwarranted, even if they could be filed against a sitting president. If you're not already in the habit of bringing reusable bags to the store, you might want to start in case California bans plastic bags altogether. A new bill was just introduced in, in Sacramento would outlaw those thick plastic grocery bags that recently replaced the thinner ones. The San Diego Democrat who proposed it says, despite the bags being reusable and recyclable, most people aren't really doing either. If the ban passes, it would take effect in 2026. A massive cleanup effort is underway in Southern California now that the rain has finally stopped. The nonprofit Direct Relief is providing medical supplies in Santa Barbara, Ventura, and San Luis Obispo and surrounding counties. Their top concern is helping people with chronic illnesses. The Red Cross is also providing shelter, food, and emotional support. And taking a live look outside now at San Francisco, let's go ahead and get a check of our first alert forecast with Chief Meteorologist Paul Hagan. Devin, after wet conditions yesterday, we returned to largely a mix of clouds and sunshine across the Bay Area. Today, our time-lapse view this afternoon, looking to the east from Salesforce Tower over the Bay Bridge and towards Oakland, shows that cloud cover becoming, well, a little more plentiful as we headed through the afternoon. And the clouds eventually did yield a few showers, but the last of those showers now fading off of First Alert Doppler. You can see towards the end of the loop, we're down to a couple of sprinkles in far southern San Mateo County, and we're going to be seeing dry weather taking over for the end of the work week, through the weekend, and even into early Early next week. Now, temperatures were chilly today. Let's take a look at where we topped out in the mid to upper 50s. 59 degrees was the warm spot in San Jose. That's about where you're going to top out again tomorrow. In fact, temperatures for the entire Bay Area aren't going to be very much different tomorrow than they were today. Still running about three to six degrees below average for those daytime highs for Friday afternoon. But a warm up is in store as we head into the weekend. Now, it is going to be a little bit chilly as we start the morning on Friday. Also, low temperatures are going to be three to six degrees below average. Puts us into the 30s inland with low 40s around the bay and along the coast. We'll take a deep closer look at that weekend forecast coming up in just a few minutes. And turning to Hayward tonight, where the families of two women murdered decades ago are finally getting answers about what happened to them. Jose Martinez reports that while the news is giving closure to one of the victim's sons, he says he wishes his brother had lived to hear it. David Hicks has lived most of his life with a terrifying memory of the date his 60-year-old mother, Nellie Hicks, was killed in their Newark home. A man comes into the house through the backsliding door about 1 o'clock and hits my mom over the head with a brick wrapped in a nylon stocking. Uh, and then he draped her over a chair arm and raped him. One sick individual. He says his brother, who passed away during the holidays, was the one who found their mother's body and called Newark police. I cannot express my gratitude enough for the police department and their dedication to this case. 
especially because this Thursday, Hayward and Newark police revealed that Fred Farhan has been linked to the crimes of his mother, Nellie Hicks, in 1972 and Theresa Pica in 1979. Farnham, who was from Oregon, died in a hospital in 2007 at the age of 73. And criminal records show he was a convicted of a series of sexual assaults in the Bay Area. Hayward Police Chief Brian Matthews explained that DNA technology was key to get answers in these cases. And when DNA testing technology became available, Hayward investigators were unable to find a match. Late last year, investigators received assistance and resources from our partners with the FBI. Genealogical DNA technology was used, which allowed investigators to identify Fred Bernard Farnham. Although these breakthrough comes after years of painstaking investigative work, and while the suspect is no longer alive to face charges, David says he's finally able to find closure. We were a family of six. We are currently a family of three. And yes, I am the baby of the family. And I appreciate and thank all of you and all of the police department for your service and undying to catch these criminals or at least identify them. And tonight at 11, this story is something that a Bay Area deputy says is a first for him in 20 years on the job. Let's go and bring in Sarah Donchi with the late news. Yeah, this is one of those stories where the details were coming into the newsroom and we were like, what are you talking about? So a small plane made a crash landing on a Half Moon Bay beach earlier today. It nosedived into the sand. When our chopper first flew over the scene, we were a little confused because we didn't see the pilot. It turns out deputies say the plane was stolen by a man from Florida. We'll have more on that story tonight at 11. Is it stolen in Florida? No, here. Oh. Yeah, and you, we, I can't give you all the info. I know, I know. But it was stolen here. The guy you was You do good Florida. teases. You come oh. here, you give me a little bit, you, you hook here. me, and then you leave. The 49er faithful are flocking to Las Vegas to get a taste of all of the excitement, but most of them don't actually have a ticket to the big game. The lucky fans who did get a ticket, well, they're spending big bucks to watch in person. Ticketmaster is the NFL's official ticket platform, and this afternoon, the cheapest ticket that you could find, the cheap seats, were going for $6,300. The most expensive ones are listed for up to 50 grand. Now, one big reason the prices are so high is so-called ticket hackers who use automated programs to scoop up tickets before fans, before regular fans ever have a chance. Jules, there's a push for a solution to all of this. Devin, this is a problem we're seeing a lot now, especially with these big events. But fans of Taylor Swift may be coming to the rescue. Reporter Ashar Kurache explains those diehards are demanding a crackdown on illegal bots. In a packed arena, it's not just excitement Taylor Swift fans feel. It's empowerment. And in the nation's capital, these Swifties are lobbying for change. I brought you some, these are the Swifty friendship bracelets. One friendship bracelet at a time. Of course you He's my new best friend. Can I give you a hug? You're my, my new best friend. They want lawmakers to overhaul the ticket industry. Well, the ultimate goal is for the consumer to have a fair experience in live entertainment. Single mom Jennifer Kinder couldn't get a ticket to the heiress tour. So the personal injury lawyer turned her anger into action. 
representing more than 350 Swifties in separate lawsuits against Ticketmaster. Fans like Julie Barfus. I made 41 attempts to buy tickets documented because I got charged 41 times. <laughs> Did you anticipate how much of a challenge? No, there. I don't think there was any way to anticipate quite what a disaster it was, mm -hmm. honestly. Ticketmaster is accused of botching the pre-sale of tickets for Taylor Swift's upcoming Eras tour. As the day Taylor Swift tickets went live, according to Ticketmaster, three and a half billion requests crashed its system forcing the company to suspend sales. Ticketmaster's parent company, Live Nation, blames bots for the issue. A year ago, senators grilled Ticketmaster about the Aristor chaos. Banking services, credit card processors, payment processors, healthcare companies, you know what? They get bot attacks every single day by the thousands. And they have figured it out, but you guys haven't. Ticketmaster rarely gives interviews, but they agreed to talk with us. Do you have a mechanism in place right now to track bot activity? Many. Um, you know, when it comes to, to bot defenses, Ticketmaster invests more than the rest of the industry combined. A bot is software designed to perform automated tasks faster than people. In this case, buying up concert tickets, forcing consumers to buy on resale platforms. Some Eras Tour tickets sold for 70 times face value. It's literally like having 100,000 people trying to buy tickets. Yeah, exactly. And you're doing it as one person. Exactly. Data scientist Mitch Davis used to write bot software for a living. Not for tickets, but to buy up sneaker inventory to resell at five times the price. The goal with that was to uh, take as much stock as possible, and that's where you could drive up the price. So you were skewing the supply and demand? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So how quickly can bots wipe out inventory? Oh, seconds, seconds. Congress tried to stop these attacks in 2016 with the Bots Act, which outlawed reselling tickets purchased with automated software. The Federal Trade Commission is responsible for enforcing the Bots Act, but in the eight years since it was passed, the agency has only applied the law one time. Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee says the FTC has let the bots run wild and that without enforcement, bot operators are acting with impunity. The FTC wouldn't go on camera, but sent us an email saying it remains committed to enforcing the Bots Act. Did Ticketmaster report the bot attacks during the Eras tour to the FTC? We've shared a lot of information on that particular on sale um, with many branches of government. And what has the response been? Lots of conversations. You know, I can't really get into the, the behind closed doors conversation on that. Other countries like Australia have tried a different solution capping the profit ticket resellers can make at 10%. Is that something Ticketmaster would support? We operate in many countries that have similar laws, and we are all for universal industry solutions. Key, a key one would really be giving artists more control over how their tickets are resold. So Ticketmaster would support a federal law that puts a cap on how much you could resell a ticket for? We would support federal legislation that evens the playing field on resale. Does there need to be a cap on how much you can upcharge or what percentage over face value you yeah, can sell to I for? think that's something that we could look at for the future. I am very open to that idea. With Taylor Swift's new album on the way, these fans want change before the next ticket sales. And we're not going to give up. I haven't given up. I'm not giving up either. Australia's 10% resale cap is showing results. The government of New South Wales tells us it launched 14 investigations last year and has issued tens of thousands of dollars in fines. But 
Here in the U.S., more than a dozen states have passed or are considering laws that ban any limit on ticket resale profits. Fans who are able to snag a ticket for Sunday's game are in for some A-list musical performances. Post Malone will sing America the Beautiful. Andra Day will perform Lift Every Voice and Sing. And it's country music legend Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. The halftime performance will be headlined by R&B star Usher. The eight-time Grammy winner says this is three decades in the making. You know, this... This is just really a testament of dedication. Um, I, I, I don't have this moment by myself. All of my fans that I bring with me, each and every person that had anything to do with the music, the creativity, everybody is a part of this celebratory moment. Usher says his son has been giving him constant notes about what songs to perform and which ones to leave out. Thanks so much for watching tonight. The Late News on KPIX has your latest local stories. That's tonight at 11. As always, you can stream us on CBS News Bay Area. Good night.